Hey everybody, welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is August 2nd, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder back again, and that of course is Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? Welcome back, bud. It's good to have you. I uh, mm-hmm. I, I hate uh, piloting the ship. It's nice to just be able to be a free rider again. It's more fun <laughs> this way. Yeah. I'm, how, how'd Corey do? You go well? Oh, Corey's always fun, man. That's like, that's his whole thing is uh, they, being the sad clown. Never change. Yeah. always on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Love him. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, man. It's like, I'm excited. Today is a non-depressing episode. Hey, how about that? Yeah. It's not depressing. I'm not going to like one of shooting star or something. Yeah. Yeah. Make a wish, everybody. Make a wish. We got, uh, some some good stuff happening and, uh, um, uh, uh, abortion rights, uh, well, attempting good stuff in abortion rights. Uh, Senate's attempting to do some good stuff on climate, healthcare, a bunch of other shit. Um, but they're, Maybe one vote away, Kristen Cinema. Don't feel like we're talking about that a little bit, but uh, yeah, lots of good shit. Um, before we get to that, we're not going to be doing much on January sixth today, but I do want to talk about the what. So Roger Stone apparently had a fucking documentary crew following him. There's like four different documentary crews wrapped up in January sixth by my count at this point. So Roger Stone had his own, and they were filming him backstage at some DC event um, where he was talking to Matt Gates. Matt mm-hmm. Gates did not know they were on hot mics. Classic. And so uh, I'll explain why this is important, but this is like pretty embarrassing for everyone involved. Hey, you play that. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll go down hard, though. I'll well, fight it right to the bitter end. Yeah, but I, I don't think they're going to go down at all at the end of the day. Well, we'll see. We're three weeks from trial. Yeah. I mean, uh, I may have to appeal to the big man because I got Columbia. <laughs> We surveyed 120 jurors. 90 of them know who I am, and they hate my guts. Voluntarily. <laughs> the big guy. Yeah. Call Trump the big guy. I don't think the big guy can let you go. This is so fucked up. All right. Yeah. So for, for context here, if you guys remember, Roger Stone was uh, convicted of uh, uh, obstruction, I think, in the Mueller probe. And his role in that was he was essentially the go-between between the Trump campaign and WikiLeaks. That was what was alleged. So him refusing to testify and taking the rap for this and then getting pardoned was cemented the cover-up, right? That's why Mueller couldn't find anything other than he wasn't looking that hard, really. Uh, but so it, in any sane society, this would be like, okay, well, is, we got to undo his – you shouldn't be able to pardon someone for your own corrupt intent, right? You would right. think. But apparently you can't. But anyway, so some other stuff Gates said on that. Um, they discussed a mutual dislike of Rick Scott. Uh, Stone called him such an asshole. Gates said he was, quote, one of my least favorite people I've ever had to work with, end quote, which Rick Scott is an asshole. I agree with him there. Um, they mocked the hairstyle and suits worn by Ron DeSantis, prompting Gates to reply, anybody that can land a wife like that needs no advice from me. Yeah. He probably like, a little old though, you know, she's a <laughs> little old, but other than that, she's pretty okay. But yeah, yeah no, but also, like you said, the big guy thing, like the, what the sort of like, I don't know, mob esque yeah, talk from yeah. these guys is like, just so it's so appropriate for the way they are and how they are about everything. Like, of course they sort of view themselves and their whole deal that way, you know? Yeah. We gotta, yeah, we gotta go see the guy about the thing. Mm-hmm. The guy's got to go, yeah, you know, kind of like kind of modeling go. So anyway, that's that's very fun to follow. These guys can flagrantly break the law, and nothing's ever going to happen to them. Uh, who cares? Normal. Um, so 
Another fun Florida thing happening is, so a couple weeks ago, Ron DeSantis gave a big speech somewhere and a bunch of Nazis showed up out front, literal Nazis mm. waving Nazi flags. Yeah, and, you'll uh, have that. And they were carrying Nazi flags in one hand and DeSantis country in the other hand. So they weren't being, being very <laughs> subtle, being very subtle. Yeah. So anyway, I guess it was a Turning Points USA event because Charlie Kirk called it a false flag event by a bunch of liberals trying to make uh, of course. Sort of like Nazis. So it was Antifa, Nazi- Mark. The Nazis were yeah. Antifa. Yeah. Yeah. So then the Nazis got real mad right. <laughs> for being called a false flag. And they started yelling at uh, – uh, so – the, the, the official, the Nazi party of whatever Florida, whatever it was, uh, call, started calling them uh, uh, like both DeSantis and Charlie Kirk a bunch of cuck services, cuck conservatives mm-hmm. working for the shit libs, uh, being mentally ill because they don't understand how white nationalists could possibly be a real thing in Florida. I don't think anyone ever thought that, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and they, they, they posted DMs to uh, to Charlie Kirk. Uh, Hi, Charlie. I'm one of the leaders from the Nazi groups from the Turning Point event. Would you like to chat? I can provide proof of my leadership in Nazi status. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, so he's like, oh, those right. are real Nazis. They're just going to make us look bad. It's like, no, we are real Nazis. Right. And we were we'll, actually on your side. I right. We'll have you know. How dare you uh, imply that we might not be real Nazis? Look at this swastika tattoo right here. You see that? And the DeSantis yeah. tattoo on the other side. Like, how much clearer could we be? Come on, man. You're not giving us the credit we deserve. Yeah. After Charlie yeah. Kirk. Tried to act like it was all a bunch of bullshit. So Nazis rebel against subtlety. They really do. Uh, right. So one more thing before we get to the show. Uh, I regret to inform you the economy guys are at it again. Uh, one, the Fed raised interest rates again today. They're working overtime. Like we talked about it like a month ago to, to trying to engineer a recession because they'd right. rather have a bunch of poor people unemployed and committing suicide and losing their housing than risk a little inflation, which drives down the, um, the value of people's investments. Um this one I found funny. So this is from a Federal Reserve at the at the Dallas Federal Reserve. Um, there, I can't decide whether this guy was complaining or lecturing, which makes a big difference. But a bunch of like old companies and stuff think that the downturn in their in their investments is because of something the Biden administration is doing. He's essentially saying, no, private investors are not investing in oil anymore because they have bigger institutional imperatives. And I can't decide whether he's complaining. Like, if he's saying "suck it up, you babies," this is the free market that rules for me. If right. he's saying we've got we've got to fucking uh, uh, you know uh, beat down these stupid libs who don't understand what they should be investing in, that's something different. But uh, that hit for me. But then this did not hit for me. Um, the Intercept got a hold of some internal memos to the Bank of America, where its Bank of America executive said that quote We hope end quote working Americans will lose leverage in the labor market in a recent private memo, obta- memo obtained by the Intercept. Making predictions for clients about the U.S. economy over the next several years, the memo also noted that changes in the percentage of unemployed uh, of Americans seeking jobs, quote, should help push up the unemployment rate. Yeah, um, got to get that unemployment so, rate up. <laughs> got to be people yeah. with jobs out there. I can't believe that Bank of America executives would have such a flagrant disregard for the well-being of your average working American. You know, <laughs> the the eco- American economy cannot function for these dudes if people aren't desperate and begging for minimum wage jobs. Right. That is all this is about. Right. And, and it, it, if, if you don't clearly want to burn shit down after reading stuff like this, because the Federal Reserve essentially works for these dudes, and so you see them raising interest rates. They're doing it because people like Bank of America think it's good to have us, uh, people like the rest of us, hungry, starving, and uh, trying to like fight over water at the uh, in a rain barrel and living off cans of beans. So that's yeah. Uh, 
That's and it. Remember, remember, guys, this is the not depressing edition of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. That's, That's the, the one. one. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will get to it. Well, on that note, with us as always is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. I, of course, want to remind you of a couple of things. First, if you'd like to see me perform live, you could go to TreyCrowder.com and check it out. I'm on a solo stand-up tour right now. I'm doing an hour or more of new material, having fun with it. Thanks, everybody's come out so far. The shows have been great. We hope you, I hope you'll check out the ones in the future. We're going to be adding a lot of more dates soon. So if you're into that, go to TreyCrowder.com and get you some tickets. Why not? Number two, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by uh, signing up on Patreon. $5 a month gets you full-length bonus episodes like the one we're going to do later this week. We're having a lot of fun with it. Got a lot more in store. We hope you'll think about it. To do so, go to weeklyskews.com slash more or just go on Patreon, look me up. Sign up on there, get some more SKUs in your life. Now, as for the show tonight, as Mark alluded to earlier, the Senate been in the news a lot recently, and weirdly, not just for the things they refused to do, although there was some of that too. No, it seems Joe Manchin has pulled a fast one in supporting a bill that could end up being, dare we say it, good? Yeah, we're just as surprised as anybody. We'll break it all down a little later, but first, of course, the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's Daily Dumbass, anybody who believes they can love their doggy and still want to get rid of assault weapons. That's right. This coming from who else? Lauren Boebert. Play the clip, Matt. Populous. If the citizenry in America is disarmed, then we are no longer citizens. We are subjects. You know, here in America, we have gourmet treats for puppies. We have uh, these amazing groomers for dogs. Well, in Venezuela, they eat the dogs. And it started because they don't have firearms. They do not have a way to protect themselves, to defend themselves against a tyrannical government. Uh, so I <laughs> that right there, that's some that's a that's a novel slippery slope take. I feel like I haven't heard yet. It's also going to be tough for them, like because once we've taken their guns, that means they'll have to like strangle their dogs in order to eat them. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, how are the Venezuelans killing the dogs? They're they're, yeah, they're, right. hunting, they're, hunting, they're hunting the dogs with bow and arrows because the government took away their guns. I don't. Yeah. Like, these they, they go to Venezuela for like everything. Like it's the right. only country doing any socialism in the world, right. and like. We're we're so propagandized against anything that contains the word social in it. Not just yes. Not 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 just like socialism, but like behaving socially, like mm -hmm. anti like not behaving anti-socially. And the, the Venezuela has a lot of problems, right? The one problem is corruption. Corruption is a lot of problem. Is a main problem and downfall of any country. I mean, that's right. why Russia continued to struggle if it has a transition from a communist dictatorship to a hyper-capitalist uh, semi-dictatorship into full autarky just because it's corrupt as shit. Like right. not, I don't think it, there is any like system that can't be corrupted by the people running it. You know what I mean? No matter no. how idyllic the system itself may seem to be, you know, then yeah. people get involved and next thing you know, everything goes to shit. That's just kind of how people yeah. roll. Yeah. So anyway, corruption, they, they, the Venezuelan economy is way too uh, dependent upon oil. 90% of their uh, economy revolves around oil, I think. And like this, so like they have problems. The problem is not that they have indeed they, they don't have guns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is not uh, they don't have like also like they don't think no other country in the world, no other developed country I should say, is as armed as we are. So I don't really understand what they Hell think. No. They, they think that I mean we, we go around around this, but they think the people in Germany and France and England and Italy and Greece are all like oppressed 
I guess they have no freedoms. I don't know. I mean, they, yeah, they do seem to think that, you know, they think it's like yeah. a, so, all those countries are like socialist hellscapes or whatever, even though there's literally no reason for anyone to think that, but they can just say, it's, it's also just like, ah, you know, Europe, they're all, you know, they don't hit for them. It's like, oh, it's like, it's gay and stuff over there. You know, they're all, mm-hmm. they're all weird dressing up like gooses and shit. Like who might, <laughs> you know, we don't want to be like them. Uh, that's sort of their mentality. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our Dude. first honorable mention for daily dumbass. Anybody who didn't realize their 3d printer could also print money. At least if there's a gun back going on. This uh, this story made me laugh so hard when I saw yeah, it. So what happened? <laughs> so Houston did a gun buyback, which is good. This is not going to make fun yeah. of gun buyback programs in principle, but this person discovered a genius hack. What they did was they 3D printed somewhere between 50 and 65 guns. This post says 63, but uh, or 62, but someone else said 50. Anyway, it doesn't matter the exact number. They 3D printed a bunch of guns, which didn't even work. They just 3D printed like some half-ass weapons. Right. Like between, they cost like six dollars each, and they sold them back to Houston for somewhere between. I saw people report either fifty or one hundred and fifty bucks each. So they just like they, they discovered a way to get free money from the gun buyback program for little expense, and this is so fucking brilliant to me. And the 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 city was like, okay, you can have your money, but then immediately pivoted and announced the second gun buyback program will not be buying ghost guns. So they already figured out a way to stop this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel. I mean, I guess it's just like it's like a bureaucratic thing or something where it's like they look mm-hmm. at this box of it's like, well, they are guns. I guess we have to buy them. You know, what I mean? it just feels like it could have been easy enough to say like those aren't real because they were totally non-functional, right? Uh-huh. They're like essentially yeah. toys, basically like gun-shaped toys, pretty much that some guy printed. Yeah. Like they didn't, they weren't actually dangerous. So I don't know. I feel like somebody could have stepped in and be like, yeah, you know. Nice hustle. We buddy. respect it, but hey, not going to do that. But Trey, the sign says, buddy. The, the sign, sign says, says. These are guns, aren't they? Tell me. Those it are says guns. all you can eat. Yeah. All you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, it, I don't necessarily conservative here because they'll always find some like loophole that someone exploited in any sort of government program. Like, that's the reason the whole thing is stupid. Um, because there's always going to be no, shit I know. like this. And, Dude, and no, I know. It's like, like yeah. food stamps and all that shit. That's mm-hmm. the argument they always use. They want to talk about the people abusing that system or whatever. And it's always like, look, those people do exist. Anytime you have anything like that, someone is going to find a way to exploit it. It's like we were talking earlier with the corrupt systems. It's just like human nature. Right. Like that shit will happen. But that doesn't, it's mostly people, if it's a good program, who are like, being helped by it and it's working as intended you just also have assholes exploiting it that doesn't mean we should never do anything which is how they tend to interpret right. that information we should never yes. do anything and gun, gun buyback programs are good if you're going to get uh, in a country is uh like america where there's like three guns for every person or some shit if you're going to get not the, the fantasies about somebody going door to door and taking your guns is stupid getting guns off the street probably does involve voluntary gun buyback programs, which don't always work the way as, as intended like this, but they do get guns off the street. Guns used in crimes are stolen. They're mm-hmm. stolen from your house, and so therefore getting guns off the street uh, gets crime down, even if you're the person who owns the gun at the time isn't planning on using it to commit a crime. But this did uh, teach me something. I did not know that about the Cobra effect. Do you know about the Cobra mm-hmm. effect, Trey? Only because of the outline. But, yeah, it's what we're talking about, right? It's the name for the yeah. the phenomenon we're talking about. Yeah, so the, the name comes from the British-ruled India. Uh, the city of Delhi was infested with cobras. Uh, so to get the public's help in getting rid of the snakes, the, the British offered a bounty on cobra skins. So, But what the, what the Indians did was they, 
They started capturing cobras and breeding them so they'd have mm-hmm. extra skins to sell back to the British. Right. But the British figured figured out what was going on, so they stopped buying the cobra skins, and the cobra farmers said, fuck it, and released all the cobras, ended up with more yeah, cobras. Not than useless. Them. These snakes are useless <laughs> now. It's like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, here, there's a lot of money in snakes. Like, oh, man, yeah. man my uncle's big into snakes right now. And then, But, yeah, then the, the government gets rid of the snake money, and now what are you going to do with all these? You're just lousy with snakes. So, yeah, yeah. you just got to get rid Dude. of them. And the French fell for the exact same hustle in Hanoi when, when Vietnam was a French colony. They put out a bounty on rats. Uh, you'd have to turn in the tail to get money, but they start seeing live tailless rats running around because what the people would do is cut the tails <laughs> off, turn them in, and leave the rats to breed so there'd be more rat tails to turn to in cut, for money. Yeah, to, yeah more, <laughs> more rats with tails they could cut off, yeah. Dude, I, I hate large-scale corruption by rich people, but I love scams run by hustling-ass poor people. I fucking right. love it. On the government? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm all yeah. for that. <laughs> anyway, more, for more recent example of this, uh, BYU had to crack the uh, Birmingham University had to crack down because they were buying uh, blood plasma from people that were COVID positive uh, to do research with, and so a bunch of kids were catching COVID on purpose to get get, get extra money for their blood plasma. Anyway, you're not going to be able to stop this shit. It's just amusing when it happens. Government, not all government programs are bad. This is this is funny shit for me. Yeah. All right, let's talk about golf. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, golf adjacent, much like the corpse of Ivana Trump. Uh, yeah, who she is the honorable mention for not thinking to put don't make me a sand trap, please, in her will. In case you guys missed it, uh, Donald Trump uh, interred his ex-wife Ivana at his golf course in New Jersey, reportedly right by the fairway. So Corey, we were talking to Corey about it, and he said he saw a picture was like literally right by a, a sand divot or something. So it's like, you know, right there in the field of play, probably just so he can like when he's playing that hole, he can yell some expletive at her grave before shanking a shot off to the right, you yeah. know, or something like that. But yeah, it's uh can't believe that Donald Trump would do something so overtly shitty like this. Yeah, the reason this was in the news is because uh, if you don't follow golf, which you, you shouldn't because it's boring as fuck to me. But uh, so the Live Golf Tournament, Live Golf is a is a, a rival to the PGA started up by the, back by the Saudi government. Yeah, because they're, they're essentially doing reputation laundering by trying to pay a bunch of golfers to play for them. Did you see uh, the report today that said Tiger Woods turned down eight hundred million dollars from them? Yeah, uh, yeah. The Saudi-backed golf company offered Tiger Woods eight hundred million dollars, and he turned it down. But a lot of other big-time golfers are not turning it down. They're just flooding, yeah, down, paying these the are, shit out of them. These are rich, successful golfers who are getting like five times their career earnings as a signing bonus to play for this. Like this is, the Saudis are not fucking around with this. But anyway, it's a long way of saying that like this, this uh, Ivana's grave is in the news because a bunch of guys who uh, planned and paid for nine eleven were probably stepping all over it. Um, so, but that way, this isn't just tacky as fuck. Right. There's a very rational reason he did this. Uh, apparently, New Jersey gives a bunch of tax breaks to land that's used for cemeteries. So this <laughs> motherfucker, this motherfucker is getting a personal break in, in like income taxes, property taxes, and like three different categories of taxes for burying his uh, child's mother at a fucking right. Golf. I don't even know if she likes golf. <laughs> Probably not. But, dude, you know, there's so many people that see this, like, cold-blooded, underhanded sleaze baggery. You know what I mean? And they just, they love everything about it. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like, yeah, that's why he's the guy right there. Shrewd. Mm-hmm. 
put her in her place, literally, you know, like they're fucking, it, you know, it's just, it's so wild to me. Because, I mean, we're laughing, but we're laughing at how comically over the top the shittiness of it all is, you know, but yeah. People I just like, it's, I, one thing that makes me, drives me crazy about our society is like, we think people are smart just because they do stuff that makes money. And it's oh, like yeah. not at all true. It's like, it's not that, it's not that Donald Trump was the first guy to figure out that you could bury your wife and an investment property and save five dollars. Everyone else just finds that horrific and, tack- and tacky. Like, for example, when my dad died, we go to pick up my dad's casket, and the first thing out of my mom's mouth is she wants to get him the nicest casket they have. Now that's absolutely stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but it's very. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's very. It's what we understand to be human behavior. This right. was in a different category to me. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the opposite category. Yeah, that. yeah. But it, but this resurfaced an old story from like the, the first came out in 2007, uh, where Trump has been planning to ha- build a family mausoleum at Bedminster since at least then he's been trying to get the city to approve of him like, building like like a tomb for himself and his kids at his golf course. Yeah. Uh, and this quote, <laughs> if, see, if I can get this quote right. Uh, this is from 2007, so Trump wasn't even in politics yet. But uh, when he, <laughs> uh, Bedminster's mayor, Robert Holtaway, argued before this city council that Trump, a Trump grave could attract the wrong sort of people, comparing it to a place like, quote, in Austria where a Nazi war criminal was buried that became a tourist attraction. Dude, so he was comparing Trump to Hitler in 2007. I just want to give this guy props. <laughs> for sure. No, man, I saw that and I thought that was wild in 2007. Because, I mean, that's like... That's an aggressive analogy right there, you know, and it's like yeah. today, today, nobody would bat an eye at that, you know, because I mean, it's, but yeah, back that dude was truly ahead of his time. Uh, but yeah. yeah, and also I'm sure Trump's mausoleum would have been very, you know, understated and, and classy and subtle and all that. No, it had like 20 foot obelisk and shit. And he also, part of his argument for it was he said that people could get married there, which yeah, again, let me, like, let, let me read this. Let okay. me read this. Yeah. So, uh, what we were talking about. So Trump is from the same story. Trump offered a concession. The tomb would be versatile. It could also be a festive wedding tomb. <laughs> we're, planning, <laughs> we're planning a mausoleum slash chapel <laughs> from the time that didn't do it give me a break give me a break that mayor Holtaway said uh he remembered thinking why would anyone ever get married in a building with no fucking windows <laughs> <laughs> or just a crypt i mean there's probably some goths out there some people that think they're vampires oh, and yeah. shit but dude mm-hmm. nowadays again now there'd probably be people lining up to get married at trump's oh. golf tomb you know but yeah, but, yeah back then uh, patently absurd. Let's do this. Uh, let's do this one more that we have next up, and then we'll get into uh, the topic because I thought this one was funny too. It's also Trump news. Our next honorable mention: guys named Eric for being too basic. At least the name. <laughs> uh, everybody's been vying for Trump's endorsements in the uh, Republican primaries in all the various states. Well, the Missouri GOP Senate race got a little chaotic when Trump offered his endorsement finally at the eleventh hour. To Eric, just Eric. Problem with this is there are two Eric's in this primary. Well, there are actually three. Elaborate. Okay, there and are three to Eric's. Elaborate further, but the two frontliners are both named Eric. Yeah. <laughs> the it's so funny. Like, <laughs> uh, let me. Is this just him being able like, to like pick the winner, regardless? Do you think? 
where it's just like, oh, I always loved Eric. I told you Eric had it in the bag. Eric, like, let's go, Eric. And they're, they're like, we're both named Eric. And he's like, yeah, I think Eric's going to win. Eric's got this thing. Yeah. I can just tell. It's like, but which Eric? Just Eric. I love Eric. Yeah. It was extremely <laughs> funny. Cause like, it's always like debatable whether Trump's being funny on purpose or by accident. All the time. Always. I think this time he's clearly being funny on purpose because they've both been begging for his endorsement. And this is sort of a troll job because you <laughs> let me read his statement. Uh, I trust the great people of Missouri on this one to make up their own minds, much as they did when they gave me landslide victories in 2016 and 2020. I am therefore proud to announce that Eric has my complete and total endorsement. So it wasn't like this was absolutely <laughs> just, just fucking fuck with them. He's like, he's just making it clear. You work for me. You're my bitches. Whichever one of you wins is going to work for me. So, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, this, so again, there are three Eric's. This 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 primary has twenty one people in it. So like, whoever wins is probably going to win with like twenty percent of the vote. Um, so, and th- this said every made everyone very confused because both Eric's have the typical amount of dignity present in Republican politics at the moment. Right. Claimed victory that they had, they had actually meant of to course. Thank you so much, President Trump. We greatly appreciate that. They both yeah. said simultaneously. It's like we well, clearly said, Eric, that's me. So Eric Eric Greetens, the MAGA the MAGA movement is divided between these two dudes. Eric Greetens, who we talked about, Greetens is the um, the shitbag who got run out of office as governor for being accused of sexual assault against his hairdresser. We talked about him a few few weeks back. Uh, Eric Schmidt, I don't know much about him, but he must suck because he's got the support of Dan Bugino, mm-hmm. you know, the former Secret Service agent who's a right wing yeah. influencer. Now. Oh yeah. So Greitens claimed credit claimed the endorsement for him. Uh, Bongino retweeted it with a bullshit. Read the endorse. Read the endorsement. This dude's a fraud. Read the endorsement. The endorsement just says Eric. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, fucking, and then Eric Schmidt retweeted that. But then Don Jr. retweeted the original Eric Greitens uh, tweet, and uh, his girlfriend put out a video where she said that MAGA, the, the endorsement was clearly for Eric Greitens because he's the real he has the spirit of the real MAGA movement. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Who's to say? Again, my money's on Eric, Mark. You know. Dude, Trump put out like a four sentence statement on Truth Social, which no one reads, and calls the whole state party to lose their fucking minds. Yeah. <laughs> if if you won't grow a sack and move on for this guy after shit like this, he's like basically like making you dance for uh for candies he's tossing at your feet. Yeah, dude. And he eats it all up too, and they're not and they're not going to grow a sack and move on. They're gonna keep dancing is what they're gonna uh-huh. do. Keep dancing and bending over because that's uh that's sort of their whole deal now. Okay. Let's get into the segment. I told you I'm gonna tell the, the audience like I told you before we got started. Uh this Senate stuff I get a little Senate dumb sometimes, so, you know, Mark, you're helping me as much as the audience here. But so I'm I'm to understand that the Senate has done, there's good stuff happening. What's going on? It's hard yeah. for me to believe. <laughs> so they, they passed three big bills this week or the past the past calendar week right so that's insane that's that's yes. like that's like a 48,000 percent increase over the number of good bills although you can't i don't know yeah. how much of a percent of an increase over zero is you know but uh yeah this is better so they passed the invent the, the inflation reduction act which is just a stupid brand name for a smaller version of the build back better act but whatever joe manchin wants to call it and vote for he can call it the fucking uh, uh, ice cream for everybody act. I don't give a shit, right? <laughs> Who cares? So Manchin, the order of these things happening is what matters because that's what we're talking about because it's extremely funny and confused Republicans and put them in a bunch of disarray. And at the end, Democrats got basically everything they wanted. So one big caveat. Crazy. 
Manchin has a deal with Schumer and every other Democrat to pass this bill in a loose construction, except for Kristen Sinema, who yeah. we're going to talk about. I don't imagine she will scuttle this whole bill because that would be suicide for her party and herself. But who knows at this point? Now, but nothing would surprise me with her, man. Let's assume it's going to pass in this basic form. And so we can just be happy for the rest of the show. I just Googled to make sure she <laughs> yeah. hadn't scuttled it. She hadn't scuttled yeah. it since we started the show and she yeah. hasn't yet. So there we go. <laughs> um, basically, I want to talk about the order they did this because I'm always yelling for them to be more aggressive. And the reason it isn't just aesthetically, although aesthetics matter, vibes matter. When you're, when you're, when you're going fast and getting shit done, you look strong. You look like you're fighting for stuff. People like that, right? Right. When you're sitting there doing nothing, Right. (laughs) Yeah. Which they've had so much like uh, empirical evidence of for so many years, because, again, they mostly do nothing and people Mm -hmm. mostly hate them for not doing anything. Their approval rating is always in the cellar. They're always just Mm -hmm. fucking coming up with shit and then saying the reason they won't do it. And that don't hit for anybody. So, yeah, it's a novel concept to try to, you know, do stuff. But I'm glad uh-huh. if they finally had the eureka moment of of giving it a shot at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Another another reason to be aggressive on stuff is uh, let's pretend for a moment we're not in some kumbaya republic where everybody's interested in bipartisanship and you're actually trying to win. One thing aggression does, and like your favorite sport is football, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, the reason you blitz, you blitz the quarterback is because you make him make mistakes because he has to make decisions quicker, right? Mm-hmm. Like my favorite sport, basketball, John Wooden said the reason you set a screen is to make the defense make a decision because once you get them on rotation, they fuck up, right? Right. So, so what Democrats did was they, they had three big bills, right? They had the CHIPS Act, which had bipartisan support. They had the PACT Act, which had bipartisan support. And they had the what's now called the Investment Recovery Act, which is the smaller version of Build Back Better, which had no Republican support. So... McConnell agreed to move the CHIPS Act, uh, which is a, a microchip processing thing. It basically reorangeures some, some supply chain stuff or microchips and maybe does a little bit with immigration to try to get more, more STEM majors from other countries to come in and help us with our technology industry and stuff like that. All well and good. Had Republican votes. They passed that because McConnell assumed that Build Back Better was dead. Right. Immediately, Joe Manchin says, nope, we're going to pass Build Back Better now. The Republicans get furious mm-hmm. and they decide they, but because they get furious, they decided to try to have the House Republicans tank the CHIPS Act, which they couldn't do. They failed at that. They even lost Republican votes because everyone knew it was hopeless. Um, they, uh, they made noise about trying to stop the marriage with legalized, uh, institutionalized gay marriage because they thought that would punish the Democrats. And most importantly, probably for their branding, they, they sabotaged a bill about troop health, which right. is uh, the burn pit issue, which is like uh, if you... If you don't follow it closely, um, a bunch of veterans have terrible health problems because of how the army disposes of trash and war zones. Right. So they dump everything in a big pit and set it on fire with jet fuel. And yeah. believe it or not, breathing in fumes from burning old munitions and car batteries and human shit covered in jet fuel is not good for your uh, long-term uh, lung health. Um, anyway. Right. So that's why everybody saw that news over the weekend. I made a video about it earlier without touching on the IR, the other bills part of it. But they, you know, they're the rah-rah, support the troops faction. And then this is like, seems like such an obvious slam dunk of goodwill, like the type of measure that who could possibly oppose it. But they killed it just because their feelings were hurt. They were angry. They were being petty. 
over what Joe Manchin did. And that was yeah. like a way to get back at them uh, for, yeah. for doing that. And, but because Democrats are doing politics for the first time in forever, they just got all butthurt about it because they, they, they claimed that uh, it was underhanded for Democrats to pass their own bill after Republicans helped pass the bill the Republicans are already for. But like you get a straight up or down vote of the CHIPS Act. You can say no to it on the merits. You don't have to do it because of horse trading. If you think the uh, CHIPS Also, Act- like like it isn't underhanded to then turn around and kill this bill for, you know, veterans health. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's also mm-hmm. just like this, the baldness with which they acknowledge that, like, like you said, the merits of these legislations have nothing to do with it for us. Mm-hmm. Like they're completely immaterial. The only thing we care about is the interchamber politics part and, you yeah. know, fucking over the other side and not being fucked over by them and all that and everything, all the all the measures and all the bills that affect all the real people that we ostensibly represent are completely ancillary to yeah. our bullshit. Yeah. So they did this. This headline from Politico from today. They're about their backtracking, but it's important to note they had already passed the PACT Act before, like weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This they had to repass it because of some language tweaks that, like, like they, they misworded some stuff that made it accidentally unconstitutional. So it was a very, it was a very small wording change about where the money is, how the money is going to be supplied because spending bills that originate in the House or some shit like that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It was like it was total nerd bullshit. It's like, oh, we. It's like when you, you know, when you after you PDF or something you've been writing and you know it's a typo and you got to re PDF it. It was, that was it. Yeah. But they, in, in the meantime, because they were mad at Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer, they completely flipped on a bill. They had passed 85 to 11 or some shit. Mm-hmm. So the, everyone knew this was transparently false. Like John Stewart, uh, comedian John Stewart for most, for most of The Daily Show, has been a big, like, veterans healthcare advocate um, yeah. in years past, as he was for the 9 11 first responders. He's been all over Capitol Hill holding protests, knocking on Senate doors, going on every news show he could go on to shame them over this because it's transparent horseshit. Trey, he went on Newsmax and won them over. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because again, it's like, it's just yeah. such, it's so clearly, you know, the right thing to do, especially because it involves veterans and it's such a huge part of their ideology, you know, yeah. all, being all troop support e. That like even these motherfuckers know that they can't with a straight face uh, act like um, you know they're okay with what the Republicans did. Although and, I'm sure some of them still did that. But and here's a I want to show that this is Rand Paul from today arguing that we still shouldn't pass the bill. Uh, Rand Paul on the wrong side of pretty much everything that isn't. We should we should he's right about we should drone less people. That's where he, the things he's right about and uh, play on this. Care of our veterans and keep our country strong. This bill puts our economy, though, at risk by creating presumptions of service connection for the most common availments. For example, this legislation creates a presumption of service connection for Vietnam veterans for hypertension. But according to the CDC, 50% of men and 44% of women women in the United States have hypertension. More than 60% of people over the age of 60 have hypertension. In total, the CDC estimates that 100, estimates that 116 million Americans have hypertension. The legislation also creates a presumption of service connection for global war on terror veterans for asthma. The CDC estimates that 1 in 12 people have asthma. 
which is approximately 25 million Americans. I just don't, I don't fucking understand. Like, we, first of all, he started by saying this is bad for the economy because we'd give more people health care or something like that, But I guess. But also, like, the whole thing of, it, like, okay, whatever, but if a veteran has hypertension or has mm-hmm. asthma, you should probably take care of them. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you, like who gives a fuck how many other people, like what the asthma statistics are. It's like, it's another version of that thing earlier. It's like, well, if, if anything else ever happens, then that means we can't do anything ever or whatever. Mm-hmm. If any other people have asthma, then we can't worry about all the troops that have asthma. And it's like, that's not, that don't make any goddamn sense whatsoever. Dude, if we didn't live in such a cruel fucking country, we, why would we even be like? If a guy who did three tours in Fallujah has bad asthma now, or black lung, right. or whatever, and he's like, he, and he's like, I need help with this, and the government's like, well, you got to prove you got it from a burn pit. Fuck that. I know, right? <laughs> I, yeah, his, I know. Like, his, his it, it shouldn't it shouldn't all anyone should not have to worry about that. Do you know what I mean? Like in a, in a just country, anybody who has asthma or hypertension mm-hmm. wouldn't have to worry about the hoops they need to jump through in order to be able to allowed to be, to be allowed to go on living <laughs> and, you know, not have to take out another mortgage or whatever the fuck, but here we Dude, are. It, we should pass Medicaid for all. So we have to have stupid arguments like this, like whether, right. whether, whether which troops deserve asthma inhalers. Fuck this right. shit, dude. It's like, it's so dumb. The, these economic arguments saying bad for the economy because government spending would spiral because all these troops would lie saying their medical maladies came from their service. Anyway, if everybody goes to the doctor, none of this is a fucking problem. Um, so they got their ass handed to them politically and they just did repass the same PACT Act they passed before with the wording fixes. It passed with 80-some votes, so they were so ashamed, so ashamed for tanking the bill last week that they fucking passed it with flying colors, the exact same bill, because they want the issue to go away. And this is what happens when you play to win. When you mm-hmm. play to fucking win, you get the bill passed, and even though they vote for it, they look like absolute shit heels. Win. Win, win, win. Um, this was funny. So uh, they... Another thing that got them all caught off guard, and one reason you want to pass stuff that you want to pass stuff that splits your 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 political opponent's caucus while uniting your own, which is why trying to pass the gay marriage bill was good. Because like probably fifty percent of Republicans are probably fine with gay marriage at this point, but maybe only a third of them are comfortable voting for it, so you can stick where the constituents can see. But some of them have to vote for it because they are in purple states. So putting that forward divided the whole right. Republican caucus, sent them in chaos. No one had any talking points. Marco Rubio was running around. Um, saying that this is a distraction, the president should be focused on gas prices, where it's like, I know all we care about in this country is gas prices, we're constantly ranting about it, but uh, someone's basic humanity and ability to, ma- uh, to marry who they want to marry, I rank that in my rankings above, uh, whether gas is 350 or 375, but that's just me. Sure. Um, but anyway, it's another example of how being aggressive put their opponents on defense and made them look stupid and left them not knowing what to say. So, um, Back to the IRA, because we want to talk about the actual bill a little bit before we get to questions and comments. Um, so this headline made me laugh so hard. Uh, GOP eyes 2024 payback for Manchin's Dems-only deal. Uh, one, Manchin hasn't even said he's going to run in 2024. He's pretty old and rich. He might just want to hang out with his grandkids. But second, the whole fucking problem with Manchin the Democrats have had for the past year and a half is that he can't be electorally punished. Right. <laughs> he's... 
a Democrat who wins in West Virginia, the people there like him for whatever reason. He can stay senator for life there. There's nothing the Democratic Party or Republican Party can do to him. So like, it's like, okay, you guys have fun trying to get Mansion now. That'll be real right. fun for you. Um, I, I do. Yeah, want but to it's out. also just like it's them. It's just it's just so childish and petty. Same, you know what I mean? It's like no, you know, he will pay one way or another. He'll be so he'll rue the day he dared to you know foil our uh, our grander schemes. It's just I don't know. It's silly, and they also like you could just tell from the, both the uh, gay marriage thing, but also especially the Pact Act. Like I feel like you can just tell that they. They just take it for granted that they have the support of, you know, half or more than half of the country, no matter what they do. Like, whatever we do is right because we do it. You know what I mean? Because Uh we have the R next to our name. And a lot of times it does go that way, but there are limits to it, like fucking over sick veterans when you're the, you know, the fucking flag waving party. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why the Democrats aren't comfortable saying that we're against war before the troops because it seems yeah, right. like the other side is the opposite. We're for war but hate the fucking troops. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, the troops, once they come back, they love them with their uniform, but when it comes to no, stuff right. like them re- rebuild their lives or their health, of course. Take care of their families, let them go to college, fuck you, nothing for you. Yeah, as long as you're kicking um, ass, we support you. As soon as yeah. you've you know kicked your last ass, then you can go fuck yourself for all we care. So uh, uh, under the actual bill itself, uh, before we get to the actual text of it, Manchin went on Fox News today and we're talking about actually doing politics the last couple of weeks. Dems are actually, it seems like they're learning. It's like the uh, the Velociraptors learning to turn the doorknobs a little bit. <laughs> so th- this hit for me because uh, uh, Manchin went on Fox News and absolutely flabbergasted the host. Uh, just watch this. This is this woman's name is. Uh, the elections are going to need some help. You've got a president so Palmer, yeah. who's, I am not who's going to make a statement on that. Is like as low as Congress's. Well, I mean, no we all offense, do but you know right? that are when you, you get into the 30s, no one's that popular. Harris, and that's are this you president. scared we're going to do something good to help our country? I'm, and of someone course might not. Take My credit father for served. It? Are you kidding? <laughs> Services well, in the Bible. Like you are. That's what we do. We do That's exactly what I'm doing. Don't, don't, don't. It's personal because it's not. It's like the She's only time I've appreciated Joe Manchin or found him likable or anything is in yeah. that clip. Like just with a yeah. shit eating grin on the whole time, just driving her insane. Pretty great. It's like, yeah, it's like, why are you talking about approval ratings? We're past a bill that we think will help the American people. And she's like, my father served. I love the Bible. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like my whole family lives for service. It's like, woman, you're a fucking talking head on Fox News. What are you talking about? Like you make a million dollars a year to read a teleprompter. It's like I'm not begrudging the job. Sweet gig if you can get it. But I'm saying like, why? In what way are you being of service to people? Right. Um, so this headline is on this. This is a a sad thing that's also a happy thing. This is probably the biggest climate bill to ever pass Congress. And it's way too small. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. So it's, uh, it's, it's Mariucci, as you guys put it. It both hits mm-hmm. and don't hit at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so what? So before we get, in, get into this, uh, let's talk about why Kristen Sinema would fuck this. So the bill, one of the things the bill does to get inflation down, uh, which is Joe Manchin's passion, and pay for itself, is it closes the carried interest loophole. Now, what is that, you might ask? Well, it's an exception in the te- uh, in, in income tax laws that allows private equity and hedge funds executives, you know, the richest people in the world, to substantially lower the amount they pay in taxes. Basically, it lets them count their uh, income as investments and not salary, all their income. 
So here's a bunch of people making a ton of money who have no salaries. <laughs> right. Right. It only affects like not that many people. And even closing it will only bring in somewhere between like two billion and eighteen billion dollars a year, which is a drop in the budget budget uh, drop in the bucket in the federal budget. But Kristen Cinema is very passionate about keeping this. This former Green Party activist who campaigned for Ralph Nader thinks she cares about most in the world right now in 2022 and a bill that's a climate bill is a carry interest loophole for frat douche, uh, for, for uh, fraternity finance bro douchebags. All right. right. So uh, that's what she would dog, dog this over. So if she does it, I hope uh, someone hypothetically, uh, metaphorically burns her house down. Yeah, I feel like there's been few uh, Congress people who've been so like transparently bought and paid for than uh, Kirsten Cinema. You know, especially we've talked about before, but especially if you know her whole history and how like hardcore she was like a firebrand progressive early on, and you compare Mm -hmm. that with like the way she is now, and it's just it's so obvious that you know who's pulling her strings and shit, and that she follows the money and everything. But anyway, she sucks. Yeah. I mean, you know that old canard that isn't necessarily true about how everyone gets more conservative as they get older? It's definitely yeah. true for her. Uh, so what's in the bill? So $370 billion of climate spending uh, in the IRA uh, includes stuff for uh, electric vehicle tax breaks, domestic manufacturing of batteries and solar panels and pollution reduction. Um, it basically offers a bunch of incentives to move American consumers and industry away from fossil fuels, penalizes fossil fuel companies for excess emissions of methane, which... We never talk about methane, but methane is worse than carbon dioxide in the long term. Right. Um, It offers a bunch of incentives for consumers to buy electric cars, electric uh, HVAC systems. Other forms of cleaner technology would lead to less emissions from cars and electricity generation. It's uh, money for a bunch of other climate priorities, investing in forest and coastal restoration and resilient agriculture. All good shit. If you want your grandkids to walk around outdoors without masks on in in, in 50 years. so, yes, and just to reiterate, the end of this article says that if Democrats pass this bill, which it can do with a simple majority under Senate rules, it will be the single most important legislative step the U.S. has ever taken to combat the climate crisis. Uh, but there's also other good stuff in the bill. Matt, Matt wanted me to point out there's a bunch of stuff to help uh, people who have black lung disease in the bill. This is separate from the troops thing. This is about coal miners, uh, which is right. important for rural America and probably very important to Joe Manchin. West Virginia, uh, right, state. exactly. Yeah. He's from West Virginia, yeah. yeah, coal country. So, yeah, I mean, that checks out. Uh, um, politically, they also avoided a disaster, and this and this is the one part of Joe Manchin isn't smart enough to always be for the whole time. So, a bunch of uh, Affordable Care Act subsidies were set to expire in September. So, basically, a bunch of Americans would have got a, like a fifteen percent hike in their health insurance rates right before an election. That would have been fucking awful. <laughs> it yeah. would awful for people's bank accounts. It would awful for the electoral outcomes. It would been awful, awful, awful. So, it's good to do to help people and also for their. Did it works out great when doing the right thing to help people also benefit your electoral prospects. That's so, really how it should right. work. Well, on that note, you're talking about how it would have been terrible electorally and also just practically. Uh, I mean, you know, the reverse of that, obviously, I'm sure they're feeling pretty good about it. But like, you know, uh, the timing, obviously, politically, like of doing a thing, an actual good thing, you know, in the run up to mm-hmm. the midterms, like you think uh, that'll actually reap fruit is that bear fruit you know what i mean like are people gonna give a shit is it gonna move the yeah. needle well yes i mean it does you only have to move it on the margins right america's right. completely divided you you win over one out of 100 votes that's going to save you five seats in the house um so like the combination of uh the Dobbs decision and the roe v wade and uh mm. you know uh 
and this stuff it's going to help like i after the dobbs decision you know they do the generic congressional ballot polls where mm-hmm. generally are you more likely to vote for republican or democrat democrats have already retaken the lead in the congressional generic ballot by like four points but that's not enough democrats have to win by like because of gerrymandering they right. win like eight nine points on average to actually hold the whole majority so whether that's going to move it five five percent I, I i doubt it but it might make their majority, their minority bigger. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? it make them close to having control of the House for whenever they can get more votes. Um, uh, you know, in, in 2028, in the middle of Trump's second term. Uh, so there's a bunch of other stuff. I do want to say, like, because this is America, the, the bill also includes money for new manufacturing, uh, the building of new natural gas pipelines. Because we can't have everything be good. Right. But anyway, if the cost of fending off the rise of fascism is make it a tenth of a degree hotter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it's like, there's always going to be some bullshit, uh, in any, yeah. any new law in this country. It's just yeah. good to have one that has, uh, seemingly mostly good stuff. in it. also, we'll, well, yeah. we, uh, keep talking about this, but Matt, uh, if you want to, you know, start throwing up some comments from people, you can, cause I don't think we have any more yeah. clips or anything. Um, nah. so yeah, hit us with, uh, hit us. Like with and subscribe. Stuff. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Yeah, everybody yeah. like and subscribe and share and tell your mom and them and leave a five-star review and all that yeah. good stuff. We sure do appreciate it. Um, Last thing I want to say is, like, I just uh, – I am a pretty big climate doomer, but it was exciting to me because a lot of climate walks were very excited about this bill. So let's hope right. Kristen Cinema doesn't tank it so a couple dozen people can have slightly bigger boats. So, yeah. Right. Uh Pandora five seven six on YouTube said Dems need to forgive more student loans. Um, yeah, I mean that's uh you know I feel like there's still plenty of other things that they you know could and or should do that they still mm-hmm. just won't. Um, yeah, I don't really. Running on it. I I feel strongly about that. I paid off my student loans. Full disclosure, I I, I finished yeah. them. I went to a cheap state school and still just paid mine off like two or three years ago. I'm yeah. 43. So, <laughs> yeah, I paid mine uh, yeah. off after uh, going viral initially. So, thanks to the internet. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that financializing education was a disaster. And I think mm-hmm. uh, we need to fix the whole system structurally. Politically, I don't know whether it's a win or not to forgive student loans. It could cause a huge backlash. But also, I just think that. If I was Biden, what I would do to st- about the backlash was I would forgive the student loans, like, I don't know, what, 30 grand, 50 grand or whatever, and then be like, this is what I'm empowered to do right. under the laws as they are. Give me more votes, like Senate right. Congress that works better with me, and I will do stuff to help you too. That's right. what I would do, Right, but that's not the world we live in. Um, Ashley Schwann says, please send good vibes for women's rights in Kansas, voting to keep abortion safe and legal. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of those uh, types of things going on around the country right now, abortion-related stuff in the wake of the road decision right now. It's getting pretty crazy out there. Yeah, I was calling up the, the – so 9% of the – okay. Oh, this is good. Okay. So we didn't get a chance to get to it in the dumbasses because we, uh, we were having too much fun, but we did. We had a bunch of abortion-related stuff we'll talk about next week. But the Kansas Amendment thing was really funny because here's how you knew they were losing it was they started doing like here in California, ballot initiatives are worded confusing as shit. They do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like right now in California, there's a Prop 27 that would do something about sports gambling in Indian casinos. 
And there are rival campaigns, yes and no, from different native tribes. And I do not know who is full of shit. Right. It's going to make a bunch of money off of it running sports gambling or not running sports gambling. And I don't know. I don't know who the worst side is. Right. Yeah. So, so the Kansas pro-lifers tried this confusing wording thing where, like, if you vote yes, because what they're trying to do is remove a constitutional provision that makes abortion a constitutionally protected right in Kansas. So yes, we'd remove it and no wouldn't. And they were running ads saying, if you're pro-choice, right. to yes. <laughs> right. So that's how you know they thought they were losing. Which, anyway. like, that's just like, we yeah, wow girl on YouTube says the Kansas vote's very confusing. You have to vote no to keep it. And yeah, like you said, that's on purpose. But that whole, the text campaign thing they did, I don't know. Dude, shit like that should be against the law or something, in my opinion, where, where you know, actual legislation is concerned. Because, yeah, I read the text message. Like you said, it's like it's literally says if you care about a woman's right to choose or something like I mean, that's pretty close. That's not that far off. It said something like that. Then vote yes or respond yes or whatever, yeah. which is the opposite of how it would actually work. And it's just it's just so uh, so shitty and underhanded and well, not cool. <laughs> to keep, keep confused between yes and no i would just say abortion ver choice versus not choice all right mm -hmm. current as, as of this moment with nine percent of votes reported choice is beating not choice 65 35 in fucking kansas yeah. now i'm assuming that's not super representative because usually cities come in first right um but that's a good start um yeah um Stephanie Hinton on YouTube says, we still have the huge problem that only one third of 18 to 29 year olds say they plan to vote in the midterms. How do we reach them? Correct me if I'm wrong. That's kind of like just like a universal standard with elections, right? Like getting yeah. young people to vote has always been like one of the number one problems, particularly for the progressives or for the Democrats, because it just seems nigh on impossible to do. Yeah. I mean, I guess the student loan thing could be, you know, a carrot for that one. But like you said, it might have ramifications elsewhere. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, people, they, young people party man out there fucking, you know, doing their whatever these kids are doing. They're in their they, uh, they're vaping and they're dub stepping. <laughs> it's not dub stepping anymore. I don't know. I'm a papa now. Yeah. Uh, Producer Matt what says weed. Sense. They should use weed yes. to get young people out to vote. Yes, we, legalizing weed would get young people to vote. The student loan thing, I mean, 18, 18 to 22 year olds aren't worried about student loans yet. There's, Not that's yet, the reason you right. can, that's, that's free money, buddy. Yeah. Free money, I'm going to live forever. Student loans. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's they the reason you can sell them student loans is because they think they, they don't understand money yet. Otherwise, they wouldn't be taking right. out $100,000 for, for you know an uh, art history degree. Right. Um, but the uh, uh, one third sounds high. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of kids. I mean, we were kids, MTV. Thing they're literally vote or die. Kids are like, yeah, die. <laughs> right? Yeah, she, uh, yeah. She said one third say they won't vote. So that means two thirds of eighteen to twenty nine year olds no. are planning on voting. Is it like she said one third will? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. Then yes. Well, either way, I agree with what you like. That seems high. Like yeah, the yeah. um when I misread it as two thirds saying they would, I was like, that's fucking great. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Jennifer Wimmer Denny says thoughts on Olivia Julian, Juliana owning Matt Gates. Did you see this? I think that's the woman who fundraised off. So remember last oh. week we talked about Matt Gates saying yeah. that, uh, a pro-choice woman don't yes. look like, don't look good enough to get pregnant anyway. Yes, so I, about I did see that. Yeah. That was pretty rad. That whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, so she uh, he quote tweeted to her, and she used it to raise a bunch of money for abortion funds. 
set yeah. of rules. That's two, it. That's two point two two point two million dollars. Uh, yeah, she parlayed that into for uh, abortion related uh, causes or whatnot. Yeah. Yes, I did see that, and that was very cool. Jim Gray on Facebook says Olivia won that one hands down. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. What else you got? Do you want to that? They give you an update on the Missouri primary. I see which Eric is uh, Ericing the best. Yeah. How are uh, the Eric's doing? With uh, only 3% of votes are counted. Wait. No, AP says 35% of votes counted. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, it says Eric Schmidt's winning with 45% of the vote. Eric Greitens only has 17%. Now, uh, from a human being standpoint, I'm glad Eric Greitens is losing, although Demons have a much better chance to pick up the seat if, if Greitens won, just because he, he was so unpopular a few years ago, he had to leave office as, uh, as governor. So, Right. Well, that's like that thing we talked about on a Patreon episode, right? Right where was that? I get them all, I get shit mixed up with I do so much stuff, you know. I'm so keep myself so busy, Mark. But about where a lot, of, a lot of Democrat money has been spent propping up insane Republican candidates because mm-hmm. they're like beatable, but it's still just like you know, a wild use of, of funds when there's you know yeah. other things they could be doing with it. Um. Mm-hmm. Eric Aaron Gannon says, love seeing you in Syracuse last week, Trey. Thank you for a great show. Thank you for coming. Very fun. Love Syracuse. Love upstate New York. Only ever been there in the summertime. So uh, I've very much enjoyed it. That's not true. I went to Buffalo once, uh, and that's the closest we ever came to canceling a show was because we drove from Pittsburgh to Buffalo and what we thought was a nor'easter, but what was probably just like flurries by their standards. But like, we were literally like, dude, pull over. We're done. Call them, tell them we ain't making it because we were freaking the fuck out. We thought we were going to just, I don't know what we're going to do after we pulled over, just freeze to death in the car. We didn't have a plan, but we ended up making it. Anyway, love upstate Dude, uh, New York. Thanks for coming. I got a Dallas. Love Dallas. Yeah, uh, Alexis so... Frank says, "Come to Dallas, Trey." I just I just sent my agent an email last week saying you gotta get on Texas. I need to get back to Texas. So I mean, at this point, that will likely be in like early 2023. But 100, percent I'll be back in Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, all that before too long. Been well, too uh, long since I've been to Texas. Yeah, I miss living in Dallas. I would move back there if I could. Uh, the uh, so. The part of talking about upstate New York, I had a buddy, Justin, named Justin, who's from upstate New York, and we, we just hit it off right away, and I was like, I wonder why I have so, why I have so much in common with this guy. He was telling me about he had an uncle named Quarterstick, and he was called that because he would throw quarter sticks at dynamite people, because you know, he thought it was funny. And I was like, oh, y'all got rednecks too. Okay, no, dude, they definitely have rednecks up there. Uh, Kim Avery says yeah. that was lake effect snow. Yeah, you're right. Mistermed it. But anyway, yeah, no, that's – so – a lot of times it shows anywhere we're at in the country, but outside the South, people will like in the meet and greets and stuff will be like, you know, I'm from a pre, I'm not from the South, but I'm from a pretty redneck place. You may not realize it's redneck, but there's a lot of redneck shit there. I'm from blank. And in my experience, the most common fill in for that blank is upstate New York or maybe central Pennsylvania. But those two places, when somebody starts the sentence with that, it's normally like one of those two places. Although sometimes, you know, Midwest, Iowa, wherever, you know, everywhere's got rednecky parts, but upstate New York definitely does. I'm not sure if this is a name they call themselves or whether it's like people in Pittsburgh and and Philly call them that, but I've heard central PA called Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, like yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah, I've also heard people say that Pennsylvania is Philadelphia on one side, Pittsburgh on the other, and Alabama in between. Um, right. 
All right. So with all that said, yeah, I want to remind y'all again real quick. Speaking of those shows, go to TreyCrowder.com. Come see me. Like I said, I've only got a few more coming up uh, in the coming weeks, but we are booking and adding more right now. So we'll have those added soon. Come and see me. And also support us on Patreon. Go to WeeklySkews.com slash more or go on Patreon. Look us up. Look me up. Five dollars a month, full length bonus episode. It's all well and good. We're having fun here. We appreciate you being here, and I'll uh, I'll see you next week. See you, love you, bye. Yeah.